Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Calvary. Much better. Why don't we take this opportunity now to make sure that our cell phones are on silent or on vibrate as to not be a distraction to the service. Amen? Because nobody wants to be that one. When the phone starts ringing in the middle of service and then you're trying to find your phone in the bottom of your purse because I know that's where mine goes. All right. I'll be reading this morning's announcements. The Mount Calvary Capital Campaign Team presents Desserts with Pastor. Reserve your seat to hear Pastor present the vision for the Bobby J. Winston Community Center Capital Campaign and taste one of his signature baked dishes. Each Desserts with Pastor will be held here at the church, and the dates are January 5th, the 19th, and the 26th, and they will be immediately after worship service. And then there's also one on January 22nd that's going to be at 5.30 p.m. Remember to RSVP to attend the Desserts with Pastor. The Bible study ministry will be on break, or has been on break, that started on December the 18th. Wednesday morning and evening Bible study classes will be canceled on, um, they were canceled on the 18th and the 25th, but they'll also be canceled on the 1st and the 8th. Bible study will resume January the 15th of next year, 2020. Uh, The Wednesday evening prayer meeting will also be on break during this time. The Benevolence Ministry will be on break from December 23rd through January 3rd, 2020. They will reopen for service on January the 6th. The Mount Calvary Administrative Offices will be closed in observance of the Christmas New Year holiday. Um, And that began on the 23rd and that will go until January the 3rd. Um, They will reopen on Monday, January the 6th at 10 a.m. For emergencies during this time, um, you can contact the minister on call 
And that number is 937-603-4126. This year's New Year's Eve Watch Night Service will be held on Tuesday, December the 31st at 10.30 p.m. here at Mount Calvary. Make sure you start the new year off right. Amen. The Trotwood City Council is requesting the honor of your presence at the swearing-in for the newly elected member to Trotwood, uh, to Trotwood City Council, Rhonda C. Fentley. On Monday, and that will be on Monday, January 6th, at the City Council meeting at 6 p.m. This momentous ceremony will take place at the Trotwood Community Center, which is located at 4000 Lake Center Drive. Mount Calvary Capital Campaign team invites you and your family to attend the BB Riverboats Luncheon and Cruise that will be on April the 4th of 20 of next year. Well, obviously, sorry, that was redundant, wasn't it? Um, from 12 noon to 3.30 p.m. for the future Bobby J. Winston Community Center. Tickets are available to purchase in person in the lobby and can be put on a payment plan. Um, slash layaway, and that will be through March the 22nd. Um, this is a white tie occasion. And the last announcement, if you joined Mount Calvary uh, since October, so that's from October 1st through, um, through today, I know we have some, some candidates who are being baptized today. If you have joined since October, don't forget that you have dinner with pastor and elect lady immediately following service. That concludes this morning's announcements, and may you all have a blessed week. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. Let us rise and shine. Let us give God glory. I was glad when he said, come, come, come into the house of the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Yes, with us. Let's go before the throne. Let us let us exalt him. Let us pray unto our Father. Oh Lord, oh God, our Father, we love you. We thank you. We bless your holy and righteous name. Come visit with us. Come, Lord God. Speak to us, Lord God. We come this morning in expectation, Lord God, that you, Lord God, will hear our praise, accept our worship, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. And we know we're going to hear a word, Lord God, that will change our lives, Lord God. Lord God, we expect, Lord God, that you will use pastor in a mighty way, Lord God. 
that lives will be changed. Our situations, Lord God, will be turned around, Lord God. That this week, Lord God, that is coming, Lord God, that we will see, Lord God, that you will do things. You would they will be they will be things that we will not even be able to understand. Stand, Lord God, because you have put your hands, Lord God, on our bosses. You have put your hands on our children this week. You have put your hands on our bodies this week. That healing will take place, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, throw your weight around in here, Lord God. Let us see you, Lord God. Holy Ghost, we drawing, we pulling from you, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that you have not looked past us. We know, Lord God, that you have taken every tear. You have bottled them up, Lord God. We know, Lord God, you have taken every heartbreak. Lord God, we know you have taken every fear, Lord God. We know you have taken every depression, Lord God. We know, Lord God, right now, this very moment, Lord God, the joy not is on its way, but it's here right now. And we're going to receive it in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. So before we see it, we know it in our hearts. And we're going to give you all praise. We're going to magnify your name, Lord God. We're going to honor you, Lord God. We're going to wave our hands. We're going to clap our hands, Lord God. We're going to rejoice, Lord God, because we have received that which we have asked for. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah and amen.
God's blessing be upon all who are present. The Phoebe Ministry welcomes you to witness the transformational power of salvation. Romans 6 and 4 states, Therefore, we are buried with him into baptism, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of our Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. I am Annie Williams, and these are our candidates for baptism. Micaiah Sloan.
Hallelujah. There we go. There we go. There we go. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, the angels in heaven is just praising him for that the little bitty soul all the way to the teenagers just glorifying God for souls being saved and that's the best we can do and we see it too and we are the ones that's gonna have to have to nurture them we are the ones that's gonna have to grow them up and teach them yeah we should be like rejoicing we get to carry on the name of Jesus and teach them Alrighty, so we had the time of the service where everybody get to help um, build the kingdom. God has um, blessed us more than um, actually than we deserve. I know me. So it's offering time. It is offering time. We have several ways that we can give. One is by text to give, which is on the screen that I can read. So I am so blessed. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. I can't wait to tell everybody. I can see. I can see. Wait a minute. With my glasses off. And I can see with my glasses on. 937 
beautiful. Okay, let's 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 get back to where we are. Let's get back to where we are. He's wonderful. Okay, we have we we uh whew, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, forgive me, forgive me. Good good Lord. I sat in a dark room for two weeks. Two weeks in a dark room. I said, devil, you are alive. I will see. I will go out this room. I will be able to turn on the lights. Two weeks I had to sit in a dark room. I had to close my eyes when I go outside. I couldn't see. I couldn't drive. Everybody had to do things for me. I'm sorry. I owe this to God. I give them what you owe them. Give them what you owe. 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 You don't see it yet. You don't see it yet. But give me what you owe. Give them what you owe. Give them what you owe. Give them what you owe. You owe him. You owe. You don't see it yet. Give it what you owe. Okay, we have another way of giving him what you owe him. Give it a five. Give it a five. You just download it. You, you download it. Could you put it on the screen? Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. You download it. Tap, give. And I love, I love, I love give the fire. You get you 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 get paid, and you take it from the top. You take it from the top before you pay a bill, before you you you, you pay anybody, or go to the grocery store, pay a bill. You take it from the top. Not after you've done everything. You take it from the top, and watch God stretch it. Who Jesus? We still take cash. Cash don't bounce. <laughs> we still take cash. We take tithes, which is a tenth of what God has trusted you with. Benevolence. We need to do benevolence. There are so many people not just in the church but outside the church uh, that we need to take care of there's our expansion of the church um, which I know we have been given so much information about these last several weeks Weeks we've been um, starting to give to the Bobby J. Winston um, building next door um, but we still have on our on our envelopes, um, the building fund. But you're going to hear so much about that. Please pour into it. Please pour into it. And with that, and 
listen to the ushers as they will usher you into how to give. Um, and I'm going to go over there and sit back down. <laughs> yeah, give him praise. And let us see this perfect rate of blessings as we go through. This is the last Sunday of the year. So give. And as you give, pray. Pray as you give. And see where God leads you. than before I want to sing a little louder than before oh, 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 oh. I want to jump higher than before I want to spin a little wilder than before everybody
Well, good morning, saints of God. What an absolutely wonderful God we serve. He is beyond description. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you. Let me give the ushers a chance to get back on the floor and, uh, and get some of these people seated before I welcome everybody. Let's thank God for those who have recently given their lives to Christ. into believers' baptism. Um, if you have joined the Mount Calvary family uh, between October and now, uh, you are welcome to, uh, to stay with us after church, you and your family. Come on and have dinner with me and the elect lady. Uh, back in the atrium. If you're not sure where that is, you go out this door to your right, to my left, and, uh, and just follow it all the way down the hallway until it dumps out in the big room with all the glass. Uh, right after church, we'll have dinner together, and, uh, and uh, we'll enjoy each other. You'll get to meet the ministry leaders, uh, hear about the, the BJW Center project that's coming up a little bit, and uh, and we'll just get to know each other. That is right after church for anybody who's joined uh, from October to now. Um, let me go ahead and, and welcome those who are visiting with us. If you are visiting with the Mount Calvary family, would you mind, uh, if you don't mind, if you would stand, we'd love to see who you are and where you are. God bless you. God bless you. Mount Calvary, make them feel welcome, would you? If there's somebody standing close to you, make sure they know how we feel about them. Come on, let's sing to them. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near, the Lord has brought us this far. And with the love of Christ we are. That's what we're about, revealing the glory of God's people. Here's how we're doing it. team would love some help uh, on Saturday, January, is that Saturday, Friday, what day is that? I don't know, January 3rd, whatever day that is, Friday, Friday, January 3rd at 11 o'clock a.m., uh, you are invited to come and help take down all of this. 
um, Friday, January 3rd at 11 a.m. This I can promise you, they always have a good time. Uh, Minister Stephanie, come on, let's uh, let's do certificates, do you? There are several who have recently joined the Mount Calvary family and who have completed a new member orientation. We're grateful to God for adding to his church and for adding to this part of his body. When I call your name, if you would uh, come and receive your certificate, please forgive me if I mispronounce it. If I do, just tell me what's right. Makia, um, Makaya, Makaya Sloan. This certifies that Makaya Sloan was baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit on this 29th day of December 2019. God bless you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, where's your family, Miss Makaya? Go ahead. God bless you. Serena? All right, good. Serena Sloan. God bless you, Miss Serena. Where's your family? Good. Uh oh, excuse me. Best decision you will ever make. Alan Gabrielle, did I say it right? Forte. God bless you, ma'am. Where's your family, Miss Alan? God bless you. Ronnell Hunt. Did Brother Hunt go home for the holidays? All right. Brenda Jackson. This is presented to Brenda Jackson in recognition of her successful completion of the prescribed requirements for full membership in the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church that entitles her to all rights, benefits, and privileges of this fellowship this 29th day of December 2019. God bless you. Yes, ma'am. Where's your family, Miss Jackson? Yes, ma'am. All around you. Melvinia Turner. Oh, that's Miss Carolyn's mother. Did I say it right? I did not. Okay. <laughs> Melvina? Melvina. Gotcha. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Herman T. Jackson, Jr. Where's your family, Brother Jackson? <laughs> Good. All right. And those we'll do in just a minute. Is that it for the rest of them? Good. Very well. families who are um, who are 
are dedicating their children back to God. Uh, if those families would come to the altar. Children are always, and without exception, a gift from God. just makes sense excuse me it just makes sense to give to offer this gift these gifts back to God who gave them to us in the first place Legendary. Yeah. Hello, Legendary. Your name precedes you. <laughs> and then this is Jarrell. Hello, Jarrell. Hello. <laughs> Deacon Johnson, he's everywhere. Where's Grandpa? He's coming. There he is. <laughs> Jesus' disciples thought they were doing the right thing when some little children were coming to Jesus. They tried to stop them. And Jesus said, wait a minute. This is Winston translation. What are y'all doing? Let the little children come to me. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like. As a matter of fact, if you all don't become like them in coming to me, you'll never even see kingdom. And then he laid his hands on them and blessed them. And that's what we're going to do today. Parents, I'm asking, do you, the parents, promise in the presence of God and your friends and family and this church body to do your best to instill in your child the values and teachings that will lead him or her to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you promise to pray daily for your child? Do you also promise to entrust your child to God's care and to offer him or her to God for his service and ministry? If so, answer, we do. All right. Church family, do you, friends and members of the Mount Calvary Church, promise to commit your time, your resources, and your prayer 
to help these parents raise their children in such a way that he or she will come to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and grow to desire to serve God? If so, answer we do. Let us pray. Dear God, we stand in awe of your creation. These children are precious. We know that you have plans for these children. And we excitedly anticipate watching those plans unfold. Thank you for these parents. We pray that you will bless them as they create an environment of love that will enable these children to become all you've created them to be. We pray too for the rest of the family and friends you've gathered around these children and parents. We pray that they and this church will work together to encourage these parents to raise these children to know you and your love. Bless each one both today and for years to come for the godly influence they will have on these children in Jesus name we pray amen amen where are you mister This certificate of dedication is to certify, help me, is to certify that legendary Amaru, 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 legendary Amaru Eugene Bumpus was, right, was dedicated to God on the 29th day of December in the year 2019 at Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church. God bless you. God bless you. I bless you, legendary, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let the church say amen. Yeah. Anaya Shai Gordon, I bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Hello, Jarrell. Jarrell Tyshawn House, I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Let's thank God for these beautiful children. <laughs> Families, you may return to your seats. ready to come together for altar prayer. Uh, certainly we would that you would keep Sister Den Denise King 
in your prayers, her sister, Deborah King, passed. Um, is Miss King here? Okay. Keep your ear to the ground, would you? And um, for arrangement information, and let's certainly support her with our prayers. Also, I would that you would pray for Pastor Herman Jackson and, uh, and for the Third Baptist Church of Xenia, Ohio, as they are um, in transition. Uh, Pastor Jackson believes that the season, his season of, uh, of pastoring there has come to an end, and, uh, and that sort of leadership transition uh, is, not, is never an easy one, but we know that God will direct it, and we're praying for him and for the Third Baptist family. Ministers and deacons, would you come? If there is anybody who wants someone to join their faith with yours, anybody who needs somebody to pray with them, to believe with them for whatever it is, there's nothing too hard for our God, there's nothing too big for our God. Nothing you can have that he can't heal. Nothing that's broken that he can't fix. If you want somebody to pray with you, would you come to one of these ministers or deacons? It's not that God hears them any faster or better than your prayers. But sometimes in all of our lives, we just need somebody to stand with us. God is able. If you're still at your seat, would you join us in prayer? Pray for your brothers and sisters, would you? God is able. Pray for Brother Chris McClure, would you? He's ministering over at Bethel this morning.
Father, we thank you. Because you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even think, Lord. There's nothing too hard for you. Nothing that we've asked you that you can't do. Thank you, Lord. You've been so good to us. Over and over and over again, you have shown your power in our lives. And we thank you now. We thank you right now. We thank you, Lord, because whatever issues, whatever problems, whatever circumstances have been brought, we thank you, Lord. You're still in charge. You know what you're doing. The devil is defeated. And we are victorious. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for healing. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for provision. We thank you for working out every situation. We thank you, Lord, because we can trust you. We thank you, Father. We trust you, Lord. We just need grace so that we can trust you more. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And we give you praise before we can see it. We know it's done. Before the battle is over, we shout hallelujah to your name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Uh, the choir is going to come now and lead us further in worship. Aren't they blessing us this day? Y'all are doing a wonderful job. Um, before I forget, um, Brother Ronald Frost, I told y'all last week, he's going to be um, heading over to In His Presence Ministries to serve as the minister of music there, and he is going with our blessing and with our prayers. Would y'all pray for Ronald? Thank you, Brother Frost. Also, um, Miss Eliza um, Johnson. Eliza Johnson, she had a fire last week. Um, would you keep her in your prayers? Um, also, her father isn't doing very well down in... Oh, it's Charlotte's father. Okay. Um, down in Kentucky? Okay. Would you keep Miss Charlotte in your prayers as well? Brother Wortham, the... Um, I know benevolence is on break until um, the first of the year, but would you mind, would you just touch base and see if there's anything that, uh, that Ms. Eliza needs? Okay, thank you, thank you. Good. The choir is going to come and lead us further in worship, then we're going to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. How many of you thank the Lord for being a way maker? That was good if I asked you if you were appreciative that we were up here singing for you. But do you really thank the Lord, the God of our salvation, for being a way maker? The type of way maker where you're sitting there literally all mind boggled because you don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to happen. And then life keeps going and you realize. Oh, it happened. He already took care of it. 
He's a promise keeper, and I thank God that he keeps the promises that we forget he made to us. So we're just going to sing about this way-making God, this promise-keeping God, this light in a dark world. So when you know the song and you hear the song, you get it. Sing with us. We're not singing to you. We're going to sing with you, and we're going to sing to the God of our salvation, our way-maker. So if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and stand up on your feet, and let's worship God together. Amen.
Which way to go? You made a way. You provided. Provided. And we thank you, God. Yeah. Way make. Way make. Way make. We're only here because you made a way. Way make. Way make. Way make. know he's a way maker. Why don't you tell, tell him how much you appreciate him for being your way maker. We sang the songs of the lyrics, but now I want you to sing your song to your savior. Let him know how much you appreciate him for making a way. Let him know how much you appreciate him for being a strong tower for you, keeping the promises that he kept for you. His promises are yes and amen. He will make good on his promise. So let's just thank him for that. Hallelujah. Way maker. thank God for being our way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, and light in the darkness. Organic worship, that's what we're 
talking about one more Sunday. May 2nd, oh, pardon me, Matthew chapter 2. Mark, Matthew chapter 2. Just one verse and really just part of that one. Matthew chapter 2 at verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 11a, that should say. Y'all can be seated. Believe it or not, we, uh, we started this year 51 weeks ago. Not knowing what the year would bring, not knowing what would happen, not knowing what the Lord had in store for us, but here we are 12 months later, and once again, we can say the Lord has kept us through dangers, seen and unseen dangers. The Lord has brought us this far, and we're grateful, grateful just to be here. For 51 weeks, we've been talking about organic worship, what worship looks like when it is pure and unadulterated, when it is without additives and preservatives. I've been saying it for a whole year, worship that does not depend on outside stimulus, but worship that starts on the inside and works its way to the outside. Worship that doesn't depend on whether they sing my favorite song or who's preaching or whether the lights are, are up or down or whether I'm dressed up or not or who's leading worship or who is playing the instruments or whether there's any instruments at all. Worship that begins with a thought just give me a minute just, just give me a minute to think about the Lord to think about his grace and his mercy give me a minute to think about how he's provided for me give me a minute just to think about how he's made ways out of no ways to think about the doors he's opened for me and the doors that he's shut for me to think about how he snatched my soul and saved me just give me a minute to think about the goodness of Jesus and the truth is there is something that wells up on the inside something that doesn't care if anybody else is looking or not something that puts clapping in my hands something that put dancing in my feet something that makes me want to holler when there's nothing wrong with me something that makes me run when nobody's chasing me something that makes me laugh when nobody has said anything funny something that makes me cry when there's nothing bothering me organic thank you hallelujah That's, there is something on the inside that just wells up if you just give me a minute to think you just, just give me a minute to think and there is there's something that rises
As we get into this last sermon of 2019 on organic worship, we're very aware of the season in which we find ourselves, this Christmas season, where we celebrate the Lord of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in the story of the birth of Jesus, as the Bible tells it, we see organic worship everywhere. Both Matthew and Luke tell the story of the birth of Jesus, and when you look at how these gospel writers present his birth, you get a pretty vivid picture of all the organic worship that's taking place surrounding the birth of our Lord. Y'all remember the story? There were shepherds keeping watch in their fields uh, over the sheep that night that Jesus was born, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them surrounded by glory, and they were scared, and the angel said, don't be afraid, I've got good news for you today in the city of David, a savior is born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. And the Bible says suddenly there was with the angel a whole choir of angels and they started praising God. Aneo in the original language it, it is, they, they started singing to God, glory to God in the highest. Then the shepherds went and found the baby swaddled and lying in the feeding trough just like the angel had told them and they were amazed. And the Bible says when they returned, when they went back, they went back glorifying and praising God for the things they had heard and seen. Glorifying. Doxazo in the original text. They saw Jesus and they celebrated. They magnified the Lord. They prayed. They made his praise glorious. Then y'all remember there was Simeon. Uh, Y'all remember Simeon, after Jesus was circumcised and officially named, Joseph and Mary took him to the temple to do what was required by the law of Moses. And there was a certain man there named Simeon. He was devout, he was righteous, he was religious, and the Holy Spirit was on him. And the Spirit had told him, before you die, you're going to get to see the Messiah. And on that day, the Holy Spirit told him to go to the temple. And I don't know how he recognized them, but when he saw Joseph and Mary... And and Jesus come into the temple court, Simeon grabbed the baby and a praise welled up on the inside of him. The King James Version says he blessed God. The word is eulageo. It's the same word that we get our word eulogy from. In other words, he started to speak well of God. He said in Winston translation, Lord, you something else. Just like you said, you let me see him and now I can go home. And then there was an old lady. Her name was Anna. And she was a prophet. And her husband had died only seven years into the marriage. And so she basically lived there at the temple. She stayed there and she worshiped and she prayed and she fasted. And when she saw the young family with Simeon, she comes up to them. And the Bible says she gave thanks. She responded in praise for what she has seen. All I'm trying to point out is that there is no shortage of organic worship in the Christmas story. When they saw Jesus, they worshiped. And just before I leave this introduction, I do have a question. Is there anybody in here today who can say, I've seen Jesus? Oh, you weren't there in Bethlehem. You were not in the stable. No, you didn't see him in the temple courts, uh-uh. But you have seen him. You saw him when your back was against the wall 
and it looked like it was over. You've seen him when you didn't know how you were going to make ends meet and out of nowhere the Lord stepped in. You've seen him when your enemies were all around you and they came upon you to eat up your flesh but somehow they stumbled and fell. You have seen him when he woke you up this morning and he started you on your way. What are you trying to say Reverend? If ever we're going to learn organic worship we've got to learn how to see Jesus. It's easy to see him in the good stuff. It's easy, it's easy to see him in the stuff we like. It's easy to see him in the way we expect. But what about when you expect to see him in a palace and you find him in a barn? Quit looking at the surroundings. Quit looking at the circumstance. Quit looking at the situation. Quit looking at the moment and learn to see Jesus in everything. When you're in the storm, see him as your peace. When you're in trouble, see him as your advocate. When you're in sickness, see him as your healer. When you're in lack, see him as your provider. When you're lonely, see him as your comforter and friend. I dare you to take your eyes off your surroundings and start looking at Jesus. Is there anybody who's willing to do what the shepherds did when they saw him? They glorified God. Anybody who, do, who will do like Simeon and praise our Savior and speak well of our God? Anybody who will follow Anna's lead and give thanks unto the Lord? Well, let all the people praise him. There is one more group of worshipers. There's one more group of worshipers in this story, one more constituency, one more group of people to consider. The Bible says when Jesus was born, there came some wise men from the east. And I know I've taken a bit of time with my introduction, but let's just look for a little while to see what lessons we can learn from these men's organic worship. I'm going to preach from the subject just for a little while. We've come to worship him. Say it with me, would you? We've come to worship Jesus. It is tradition that says there were three wise men. Whether they were or not is really not of great consequence but it's tradition that says there were three probably because the Bible says there were three types of gifts gold frankincense and myrrh you've heard the story you've seen the lawn depictions that doesn't indicate a number it just indicates the composition of the gifts I've used the example before this Christmas my children got gifts of plastic metal and cotton that doesn't mean they got three gifts. It means the gifts that they got were of those three substances. It is unlikely that these men traveling from the east with this kind of wherewithal would be traveling by themselves. These men are men of means. They would have servants with them. Three ordinary men coming into Jerusalem, Herod wouldn't pay any attention to. But these men coming into Jerusalem 
make Herod nervous enough to try to kill the child they're trying to come see. These men, according to Jewish tradition, were descendants of Keturah. You all remember Keturah? This was uh, Abraham's wife after Sarah died. There are those that believe that the children of Keturah moved eastward and were ancestors to the religions of Hinduism, Buddhism, and Shintoism. Isn't that something? When Jesus came the first time, even these men of other religions had to come and recognize that he is Lord. And when he comes back the next time, the Bible says every knee, no matter what religion, no matter who you're, who you're worshiping now, when he comes back, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. These are wise men, men from the east, probably astrologers who have discovered by the rising of a remarkable star that the Messiah had just been born and they come to Jerusalem to worship him. Now, I know that messes with some of our theology, uh, but it is what it is and we can't make it what it's not. No wonder they were watching the stars because they were from the east, magi from the east, watching the stars, but the heavens are telling the glory of God is what the Bible says. And so they come to Jerusalem asking, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Because we've seen the star and we've come to worship him. There it is, our first stopping point today. They worship with determination. They worship with determination. These men didn't come to play games. They didn't come, as the old folks used to say, for shape, form, or fashion. They didn't come looking for a spouse. They didn't come to expand their network. They didn't come for a show. They didn't, be, they didn't come because that's just what you do on Sundays. No, the Bible says they came to worship. Before they got there, they made up their minds that they were going to worship. Their worship was on purpose. Their worship was intentional. After all, they had traveled all the way across the desert to do it. After all that they had come through, they might as well do what they came to do. I have a sneaking suspicion that there are some people in this very sanctuary right now who have come across your own deserts, come through your own dry places. Some people who have come through trials, through storms, through, as my mother would say, hell and high water. And after all you've come through, you are determined to worship the Lord. I will not bother you today, I promise. You don't have to look at anybody and say anything, but there is somebody who's in this very sanctuary and your presence in this sanctuary says, I've been through too much not to worship him. My heart is fixed. 
my mind is made up I've already decided to worship him that's what I came for it's premeditated pre-planned calculated predetermined deliberate on purpose I say like David I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth they worshiped him first of all with determination you don't have to pump me up, I came ready. You don't have to prime me, I came ready. You don't have to push me, I came ready. You don't have to sing me happy, I came ready. You don't have to preach me happy, I came ready. You don't have to hit the right note, I came ready. But not only that, not only did they worship with determination, but they worship with some dedication. They were settled on the fact that they were going to worship the king no matter what anybody else was going to do. And wouldn't you know it, Herod didn't like it. He was troubled. Tarazzo, in the original text, he was agitated. He had some inward commotion going on. He was restless. He was stirred up. He was anxious and distressed, all because these men made a decision to worship. And I've come to warn you today that even when you are determined to worship, when you make the decision that no matter what I'm going to worship, everybody is not going to like your decision to worship. But you must be dedicated to your decision to worship. There are people in your own family who will think that you've lost your mind because you worship through that. There are people in your circle who won't understand how you can worship in spite of what you're going through. There are people on your pew, on your very row, don't look at them, look this way, who will want you to sit down and be quiet but the truth is they just don't understand what you came through to get here. They don't understand your story, they don't understand the struggle, they just don't get it. They don't understand that your very sanity depends on the decision to worship. You think I'm crazy because I've chosen to worship. You should see me if I didn't. The Bible says Herod called them together and he said what he had to say and after he said his piece they went on their way don't miss that they don't try to answer Herod they knew they wouldn't have to answer to Herod they came home a different way they just went on and worshipped anyhow that's a word for somebody right now quit wasting time trying to justify yourself to people who will never really understand anyway. Quit getting all frustrated trying to make people see what they can't see. You've decided that your life is going to bring God glory and that you will worship no matter what. Let them have their say and then you go on and worship. You keep on praising God and keep it moving. You go on and worship. Keep on pressing your way through. I remember when I was a boy during devotion, during deacon devotion, uh, sometimes Miss Anna Lou Thompson, that's... Uh, um, Kayla, that, that's Dallas's great, great, great grandmother. She would sometimes interrupt the deacons while they were while they were doing devotions, and she would break out singing, "Don't you let nobody 
Y'all don't know nothing about that. Don't you let nobody keep on to Galilee. Okay. So I'm not going to ask you to turn and tell anybody anything. But if you feel like it, you could. I'm not asking you to do it. But if you feel like it, you could turn and tell somebody. Don't let nobody turn you around. Don't. You keep on. Keep on the Calvary. They worship with determination. They worship with dedication. But then finally, they worship with deference. 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 It's not a word that we use much, uh, but it just means respectful submission. It is a voluntary humbling of oneself. Giving somebody else the higher place. I'm in the text. In verse 11... It says, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. They bowed down. King James Version says, they fell down. But the word in the Greek is pipto, and it means to descend from a higher place to a lower one. Saints, I'm convinced. But one of the reasons why there is so little organic worship today is because we are sitting too high. Come on down here so we can worship. The Bible does make reference to going up to worship, but the problem is many go up to worship and then forget to come down so they can. Brothers and sisters, true worship, authentic worship, organic worship, listen to me, please, requires humility. It requires us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God because real worship is all about God and not at all about me. When you worship, you've got to leave ego behind. It won't fit. When you worship, you got to leave education and degrees behind. They won't fit. When you worship, you got to leave titles behind. They won't fit. When you worship, you got to leave your accomplishments behind. They won't fit. When you worship, you got to leave self-righteousness behind. It won't fit. When you worship, you got to leave your position behind. It won't fit. Come on down here. Get off your high horse and let's worship our God. We've come to worship the one true king. And if he is the one true king, that means I'm not running anything. Reverend, I don't have a pride problem. Well, check the record. Check the record. How many times do we say by our actions that we know better than God? How many times do we seek him as a last resort only after what we tried to figure out didn't work? Come on down so we can worship. We've come 
to worship Jesus. He's the only true and living God. He is the only king. We've come to worship the one who sits on the throne and unto the lamb. The prophets of old told us he was coming. Genesis prophesied he'll be the seed of the woman. He'll be a descendant of Abraham and a descendant of Isaac. Numbers prophesied he'll be a descendant of Jacob. Jeremiah prophesied he'll be a descendant of David. Ezekiel prophesied he'll be a shepherd to his people. David prophesied he'd be worshipped by shepherds. Micah prophesied he'll be born in Bethlehem. Isaiah prophesied he'll be born of a virgin honored by kings. He'll heal the blind, heal the deaf, heal the lame, bind up the brokenhearted, intercede for his people and give rest to our souls. Zechariah prophesied he'd be betrayed by a close friend for 30 pieces of silver. Isaiah then comes back and prophesied he'll be spat on and struck. He'll be crucified, pierced in his hands and in his feet. Surely, he said, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought like a lamb before the slaughter, like a sheep before his shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was led from judgment hall to judgment hall. Isaiah said he would intercede for his transgressors. That's why he called out on the cross, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. David said he'd be forsaken by God. That's why he called out on the cross, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Amos said darkness would cover the land. That's why Matthew wrote from the sixth to the ninth hour, darkness fell. David said they'd give him vinegar to drink, and they did. Isaiah said he'd be cut off from the living for our sins. And you know what? He died on a hill called Calvary. Isaiah said he'd be buried with the rich and that's just what happened. The record shows that he was buried in Joseph's new tomb. He didn't need to keep it for long. He just borrowed it for the weekend. David said he'll get up and do you know what happened? Right early on Sunday morning that's just what he did. He got up from the grave with all power, all power in his hands. And since he humbled himself, even to death on the cross, since he humbled himself to come through 40 and two generations, since he humbled himself to come all the way from heaven down, I just guess it's okay for me to humble myself 
to worship him. I may look foolish, but I'll worship him. I may be by myself, but I'll worship him. You may not understand it, but I'll worship him. I'll come down off the throne and put him where he belongs and give glory. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Who cares? Who cares what other people think? Humble yourself. Who cares what other people say? Humble yourself. Who cares what it looks like? Humble yourself. Who cares what they talk about? Humble yourself. He humbled himself for you. You ought to humble yourself for him. run back over your life let you let your mind run back to just think think a minute think a minute and see what happens think a minute and see what happens think a minute and thank you think a minute and 
see if something bubbles up on the inside. See if your feet don't get light. See if, see if your hands don't get light. See if something don't come up from the inside out. gave me a new kidney, I'd run around too. I guess so. survivors back there praising God together. I get it. I get it.
what he's done for me. He died to deliver me. I could dance, 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 dance all night. Through his goodness and what he's done for me. He died just to set me free. I could dance, 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 dance all Think of his goodness and what he's done for you. He died to deliver you too. You can dance, dance, dance. Think of his goodness and how he brought me out. Think of his goodness. Oh, how I could shout, 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 shout. Oh. his goodness and all that he has done. Think of his goodness, oh how I could run, run.
Let me tell you what. Can I tell you what I see from up here? I got multiple generations. And the Bible says one generation shall praise thy works to another. But I, let, me, let me just tell you what I see from up here. I see an 80-something-year-old who ain't getting up to run, but I just see her hands moving. Then I see a fourth generation. I told you all about Anna Lou Thompson who said, don't you let nobody turn you around. And I see her great-great-granddaughter take off around the church and dance in the corner. What I see is one generation praising thy works. He's faithful. He's faithful. He said to the third, I will bless them to generations on generation. I'm just telling you what I see. He's faithful. If you can't get up, if you can't dance, As long as they're going, you keep going.
became determined to worship him. I came, I came determined to worship him. I came dedicated to worshiping him. Doesn't matter what anybody has to say about it. I came to worship Jesus. If you don't get anything else, if you don't get anything else, 51 weeks we've been talking about this. At some point we're going to have to take it from theory to practice. So sometimes you just, listen, if there's a praise in you, sometimes you just got to let it out and, and let the chips fall where they may. Because I tell you what, praise is beautiful. Praise is comely for the upright. It's comely. Never inappropriate. Do you hear me? Never inappropriate. You don't come all the way across the deserts of your life, you might as well give it to him. I don't feel no waste time. Come too far from where I started. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. I don't feel no waste time. Nobody told me that the road would be he brought me this far to leave me. Check this out. I have good news for you. Here it is. God loved the whole world so much that's everybody that he gave his only begotten son that's Jesus Christ 
so that whosoever believes in him, that's anybody, should not perish but have everlasting life. That is good news. That's good news. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. And if you're here and you are breathing, you have an opportunity to be saved, an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. And here's the truth. You can't get it right with God without Jesus. You can't be good enough. can't go to church enough. You need Jesus. And if you're here and you're not sure you're saved, not sure that you're going to spend your eternity with Jesus, would you come now? Let me tell you something. Here's what the Bible says. Uh, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. That's good news. If you're here and you're not sure you're saved, would you come now? You're not sure you're saved. Come now everybody's going to spend eternity somewhere you can know you're going to spend yours with Jesus Christ that's the first call you're here and you're not sure you're saved second call is this you're here, you know you're saved, you know you're going to heaven, you know where you're going to spend eternity but you know the Lord wants you here in this place as your church home if that's you, would you come? those two calls you're not sure you're saved or if you know the Lord wants you here come now God bless you, sir. God bless you. Those two calls. If you want somebody to walk with you, they will. We really just don't want you to miss this opportunity. Hunt your neighbor. They'll be glad to walk with you. We just don't want you to miss it. Those two calls. If you know that you need to be saved, or if you know the Lord wants you here at Mount Calvary, would you come now? Come now. God bless you. God bless you. You can have a seat right there. Please don't miss it. Listen, we can't promise you an easy walk. We cannot promise you that this walk is easy. But it is worth it. It is worth it. It's worth it.
those that's still sitting back um, contemplating whether you should walk down, whether you should listen to the Holy Ghost speaking quietly in your ear, telling you to come down and give your life to Christ. Don't think again that it is you. Know right now that it is the Holy Ghost that's speaking to you. You are having an encounter with the Holy Ghost saying, come, I love you, and I want you to be part of my kingdom. Pastor Sam, elect Lady Chanel, Mount Calvary family, and guests this afternoon, we have for baptism, Megan Miller and Randall Irwin. Hallelujah, hallelujah. started and it started long time ago when he got up on the cross and now he has sent you here and that's what all these your, your other family wants to do is love on you okay so what we're going to do this morning is first love on you what you say Mount Calvary give them some love they're going to take you back in the back and get some information from you, okay? And they're going to, um, we're going to have some ministers back in the back, and they're going to um, let you know this is the greatest thing that you ever, ever would do in your life, okay? We're going to learn from you, you're going to learn from us, and we're going to build upon what Jesus has already done in your life, okay? All righty, so you're going to follow those people over there, and they're going to take you to the back. We also have Sarah Erin, and she wishes to join the Mount Calvary family. Come on, honey. You've been baptized already, so you already know Jesus. Okay, we're going to take you in the back, the same thing. Okay, they're going to get some information on you, and they're going to be on on you. And for restoration and rededication, we have Taz Hicks and Trevon McCluskey. He already belonged to the house. 
He's coming for restoration. Stand on up. So in the, in the um, story, the prodigal, you know, the, the son that left home, and then when the father saw him coming across the field, and kings and those are royalty, they don't run. Because they, you know, they have that thing about themselves, you know. They always walk around with pride and, you know, nothing can make them run. But when he saw his son, he ran across that field to just fall on his neck and to love him. And that's what Jesus is doing to you. You know what I'm saying? You already, you're his. You belong to him. You just coming home just for some more food, some, some more dinner, some more meat to help you when you go back out there to tell somebody else about Jesus and what he's doing through you. Okay? Restoration. All is well. All is well. Okay, so you probably just need to go in the back and, you know, get some more information. Bless the Lord, everyone. Sometimes you just got to tell your soul, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. I have a quick announcement. Um, Pastor sent a correction about um, helping take down the decorations. That is actually Saturday at 11. Saturday at 11. So please come out um, and you will have a ball with these special people that take the decorations down. We have a good time. All right. I think um, pastor's not going to be in the back um, to uh, hug on your necks. He, they will be going to the back, correct? Okay, to have the dinner, lunch with pastor and Lady C for the new um, members. Okay, we could just stand. I will be doing a benediction. And I know you will be taking the sermon and working it through your week. Woo. I'm still trying to work that in. Wow. Okay, the benediction. I will be coming out of Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 27 says, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift, lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And thy shall put his name upon the children and I will bless them. In the name of Jesus Christ, go in peace. Amen. Amen.